It is Thursday, April 15th here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the 30th Quick Hit Podcast in our Dynasty Prospects Scouting Report Series. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. You can now find 36 Dynasty Rookie Scouting Reports on DraftSharks.com. Every single one of those is free to read. They will keep coming right up until the NFL Draft. You can check out every one of these accompanying podcasts by subscribing to the Draft Sharks YouTube channel or any of our podcast feeds. Our focus today is on North Carolina wideout Diami Brown. Jared, please tell me a little bit about the Tar Heel. Yeah, Brown was a four-star recruit, a top 35 wide receiver in the 2018 class coming out of uh, high school in Charlotte. Chose the Tar Heels over other big school offers, uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida, Oklahoma, all offered Brown a scholarship, but he, you know he stayed close to home. Played in 10 of 11 games, made six starts as a true freshman. Didn't post big numbers, though. Uh, 17 catches, 173 yards, and a score. Broke out in 2019 as a sophomore. 51 catches, 1,034 yards, 12 touchdowns. He was second on that Tar Heels team to fellow 2021 wide receiver prospect Daz Newsom in catches. But Brown led that team in receiving yards and touchdowns. He accounted for 19% of UNC's catches, 28% of the receiving yards, 31% of the touchdowns, averaged 20.3 yards per catch that season. That was fourth best in the country among all guys with with at least 40 catches. Improved his catches and receiving yards this past season. Um, Despite playing in just 11 games, he opted out of UNC's bowl game last year to start prepping for the NFL draft, but caught 55 balls for 1,099 yards and eight touchdowns last year. Led UNC in all major receiving categories, you know, beat beat Daz Newsom across the board there. The market shares last season, 24% of UNC's catches, 33% of the yards, 29% of the touchdowns. Another big yards per catch average for Brown uh, it was 20.0 this past year. That actually led the country um, among players with 40-plus catches. He was named first-team All-ACC. He was a third-team All-American, and he was a semifinalist for the Blitnikoff Award, which goes to the nation's top wide receiver. Daz and Diami is a pretty fun name for your starting wide receiver duo. And his little brother, Coffrey, is coming along, too. He actually beat Diami Brown in yards per catch last year, 22.5 yards per catch for Coffrey. Diami Brown was also a sprinter in high school, ran the 100, 200, 400. His mom was a D3 track star in college. He was classified as an athlete as well coming out of high school, played multiple positions, including quarterback. For his UNC career, Diami Brown tied Hakeem Nix for second most touchdown catches in school history, despite catching 58 fewer passes in his career than Hakeem Nix did. Seventh most receiving yards in school history, just the 16th most receptions. So a very efficient producer of both yardage and touchdowns during his time as a Tar Heel. Jared, let's get now to how Diami Brown racked up all those yards and TDs. And tell me about what you saw on his tape. Yeah, almost, almost kind of tough to say how he did it. Like no, nothing to me stood out as like an elite trait for Diami Brown. He, he's not particularly big. He's 6'1", 189. He's fast, but he doesn't have elite speed. I don't think he, it looked like elite speed on tape. He ran a four four five at his pro day. So, you know, good speed, but not like a true burner. Don't think he's like a high-level route runner. Doesn't doesn't dominate in contested situations. But, man, he just, he just found ways to make big plays 
for UNC over the past two seasons. I mean, I think I think it's just like a well-rounded deep ball game. You know, he has enough acceleration. He has enough speed. Um, I know a lot of film guys have pointed out that he's good on double moves. I only saw like one of those in the five games I watched. But now again, it's only five games. So I'm going to take you know the guys who who do this for for a living, watch college guys for a living, take their word for it that you know he he is good on double move moves. Um, I also thought I, I think his best attribute to me was his ball tracking ability. Like if the ball is thrown in his vicinity, he's generally going to come down with it. So you know, really good on deep balls. PFF gave him a 94.4 receiving grade on targets of 20 plus yards last season. So you know, that, that's an elite grade on deep balls. Isn't nearly as effective on the short and intermediate stuff. You know, he had, he got an 86.9% PFF grade on targets, 10 to 19 yards downfield, just 67.1 on targets, uh, you know, within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, his route running on that type of stuff definitely needs polish. I, I saw enough flashes though, to make me think that, you know, he has potential to develop into more, of a complete wide receiver and sort of the same deal with after the catch stuff. Like he didn't dominate there at UNC, but I think you see flashes. He has the athleticism to, I think, you know, become someone who can be a weapon with the ball in his hands. Yeah. The testing, I think athletically backs that up. He tested explosively for vertical and broad jump and the three cone time, 6.87 seconds, 65th percentile at the position. So I think that there's the ability for him to improve in those areas. You mentioned the double move stuff. Dane Brugler, Brugler of the athletic calls him quote, a double move aficionado <laughs> second nationally in deep yards, according to PFF for uh, Deami Brown tied for fifth in deep catches seventh in average depth of target. So, you know, you watch it on the tape. If you're watching the highlights while we talk about this, he gets downfield a lot, as you probably guessed from a guy who averaged 20 plus yards per catch over the past two seasons. The drops maybe could get him into a little trouble in the NFL. Not a huge concern for me right now. He probably needs to get stronger. I would imagine that that's the case with just about anybody coming out of college into the pros. So I, I think ultimately draft capital, what, what the team spends on him is going to tell us a lot about just how high Deami Brown's NFL team believes his ceiling to be. And, you know, maybe what the other teams around them believe about him too. If he's a second rounder, it says that they like the ceiling. If he sneaks into the first round, it says that they like it even more. If he lasts until round three, you know, maybe we ease our expectations a little bit. Yeah, I think anywhere on day two would be, you know, good for Deami Brown. Um, you know, even a third round pick, I think, would be okay. Um, yeah, so it, talking fantasy upside, even NFL upside, I don't, I don't see him as a number one wide receiver for an NFL team. I don't think he's ever going to be like a volume hog, someone who sees, you know, 130, 140 targets in a season. But I, I do think that downfield game should translate again. He has enough size, enough speed, and just en enough, you know, craftiness downfield. I think he's going to be a big play guy at the next level. And again, I mean, he's only 21 years old. Um, you mentioned the athletic test, and he earned an 84th percentile relative athletic score. So I mean, he's in a, a well above average athlete. So I, I think there's room for him to grow in those other assets to become more well-rounded. You know, to become a weapon after the catch. So um, definitely someone with upside. So you know, maybe maybe not be like a fantasy wide receiver one, but I think definitely wide receiver two is within his range of outcomes. Yeah, and that's well above uh, average athleticism at a very athletic position. So. We love air yards. We love deeper average depth of target from our receivers in fantasy these days. The deeper downfield your targets and catches are coming, the more efficient they are in racking up fantasy points. So, I mean, I'm not drooling over Deami Brown, but I definitely like that aspect of his game. I, I have down, just like you said, I'm not sure he has target hog upside, mm -hmm. but 
I like the production upside as an early second round rookie pick. I like his chances of immediate fantasy returns in the right situation. I think maybe the ideal landing spot for Deami Brown in the draft could be the Chargers at number 47 overall, which would be in the middle of the second round. He could get there with Justin Herbert's big arm. Mike Williams is still there, but he's heading into the final year of his contract. Then, especially if Mike Williams left, you'd have Deami Brown as a primary complement to Keenan Allen as that target hog. He could be an immediate upgrade over Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton. So, I mean, if we get around to Deami Brown to the Chargers, I might start getting excited, Jared. Yeah, I love that fit. You want him with, you know, in a vertical passing game with a big arm quarterback, because that you know that that's where he's going to be best is downfield. Now, I, I I sort of comped him to like I think like John Brown is like his optimistic comp, and maybe like Nelson Aguilar type is like his you know lower end and end of a uh, end of outcome ranges for for Diami. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Darnell Mooney last season is his lower end. Yeah, maybe I, mean, I think he's got a little better size than Mooney, but yeah, similar similar player. Head over to DraftSharks.com. Now you can read Jared's full scouting report on Deami Brown. While you're there, check out the 35 other prospect scouting reports we have also posted. Uh, Check back for more right up until the NFL draft. We're going to keep them coming. As I've mentioned, all of those are free to read, but you should lock in your DS Insider Access. That way you can see where these guys land in our Dynasty rankings, where they land in our rookie rankings when those come out both before and after the NFL draft. 2021 projections are on the site. They will continue changing as we get all these guys onto teams and can project their numbers into the NFL. The draft board's ready to help you right now. So head over to DraftSharks.com, use that, get in some more best ball leagues, get some of these rookies before they have NFL landing spots and start climbing up the draft boards. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. I am at ShaufDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schauf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.